Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. No launching pad survives the launch. It wasn't designed to survive the launch. And some friendships that you're investing in and you think that these are, they're not here. Listen, let me tell you something. And you can't get mad at folk for giving you all they got. That's all they got. If they're going to have no more, you can't draw it from them. They have nothing left. Why are you mad at them? They blessed your life. Why are you mad at them? They they did what they could. They did what they could. Don't get mad at them. When it's time for them to to leave your life, let God work it out. And if it means they they hurt you, but I'm going to tell you this right now. Don't be a fool. If you got to alter who you are, I got to to go street on this. Lord, I can't do this without going street. It's not the will of God for you to spend your life kissing nobody's butt for relationship. The will of God, the will of God for you is that when, when, the, when the road is done, man, it's done. The Bible says he sent a man before him, even Joseph, who was sold as a servant. Listen, you think, you think his brothers just chose to sell him? No, it was the, his standing in heaven, his purpose in the earth. Everything that about that moment said, no matter how they sliced it and diced it, they had to sell him. You know why? Either way it went, he had to get to Egypt. Because he wasn't born to live among them. He was born one place but called to another. He's born on, and, we, and God had to get in there. So, the, so, so this rejection is nothing but a transportation device. God could just as soon beam you to Egypt, but he had him sell you. And every stop along the way, being sold to the Ishmaelites, be, being, being bought by Potiphar, being betrayed in Potiphar's house, going down to prison, spending time in prison, learning how the system works, meeting certain people, it's all a part of God's plan. Can nobody hurt you out of God's will? I'm going to tell you tonight that I refuse to be hurt. I refuse. I will not. Say after me, say this after me. Say, I refuse, I refuse to be hurt. To be hurt. I'm, bigger than that. I'm bigger than that. I'm not little. Not Look at somebody tell me I ain't little. Tell them, don't you be little either in the name of Jesus. I like this, man. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold as a servant. Now look at verse 18. This is interesting. His feet, they did what? Come on, out loud. They did what? They hurt with fetters, and he was laid in chains of iron. And this is the part that gets me. And his soul did what? Before Joseph was sold into Egypt, he was a mama's boy. He couldn't hold water. God gave him a dream, he ran to tell the family. He couldn't keep no secrets, just soft. But when he got to Egypt, and they put him in those shackles, and he found a situation he was in. At some point, listen to what I'm about to say. Joseph 
accepted the situation the way it was. I'm going to tell you what he did. He understood that where he was in this status had nothing to do with his standing in heaven. He understood that at the time that the God who gives dreams decided that things were going to change, he knew no one can do anything to stop God from doing what he was going to do. So Joseph dealt with where he was. I want to call upon you today to deal with where you are until it's time to go somewhere else. Because your bottom line, quit, quit chasing seasons. Learn to deal with the immaturity of spring. And the heat of the summer and the change of winter and the death of, of, of the, uh, the change of, of autumn, rather, and the death of winter. You need to learn how to negotiate every season. If you don't, people, I'm going to tell you right now, sister, I'm going to tell you, this is for the ladies. If you don't learn to walk through seasons, the devil will keep sending men to you, selling you spring. I don't want to go through this, this fall, this winter, this autumn. And all you're going to do is, well, come, baby, here, spring, spring over here. And you're going to find yourself compromised because you like the feel of spring. I'm going to tell you something about me. People talk to me and they say, man, you have an interesting angle on the scripture. They talk about my gift. Let me tell you about my gift. I, was, I didn't have this gift before I got saved. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit, God gave me the, this gift of teaching. But I'm going to tell you what polished it pain pain polishes your gift it makes your song sweeter it makes your art more lifelike anything you do anything you're called to do the way you process the pain of your last season will affect what you're called to do greatly. If you mishandle your pain, you're going to find yourself using the next season to escape the kind of pain you went through in the last season. That's not the will of God. You don't, because you, you didn't do well in high school, you don't go to college avoiding the classes you didn't do well in, in high school. That's not the way it works. Right now you're dealing with pain and God sees it because he's with you. And he knows what you're going through. But what he needs you to do is quit making everything about how you feel. Okay. okay. So the Bible says, watch this now. Look, look at the screen. It says, he was laid in chains of iron and his soul entered into the iron. And a better way to say it, if you read the Hebrew, what it's actually saying is his soul became as iron. He didn't become hardened and bitter. He became tough. It toughened him up. What you're going through right now is preparing you for what you have to, what you have to do. How do you think I could talk to you about all the things that did? you said? Man, Pastor, no, my life, I don't know your life. I just walked through some of the stuff that you went through. I could write a book. They could make a movie about the stuff I've been through. You got it? And why would God allow me to go? If God loved me, why did he allow me to go through this? You know, it's interesting in the Bible. I don't know if you saw this in scripture. The Bible says that they came and told Jesus that, that Lazarus was sick. This is an interesting scripture. It says, and the scripture says, it's weird how the Bible goes. It says, now Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And listen to what the next verse says. So, so he stayed. Three more days. No, I, that didn't come out. I, didn't think, I think they missed that. If, if Lazarus is sick and you love Lazarus, 
It's the scripture says, why did the Holy Spirit say, now Jesus loved me? It just, the Holy Spirit just said that. And then it starts the next sentence with, so, because he loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, he stayed. He delayed going because of his love. Sometimes what God does is, he allows us to, to, he puts our life on pause and keeps us in places that we'd rather not be or in situations we'd not, rather not have, having to figure out how we're going to get the money for this and how we're going to do that. And all these situations are coming and you're like, Lord, you can change this in a moment. He said, I know, but I don't want to, not now, because what I'm doing is good for you. Jesus told Peter, what I do now, you don't know. You don't understand. He said, but late, you understand it later. Don't make sense to you now, but it'll make sense to you later on. Look at this in verse, ni- verse 19. Go back to verse 18. Let me, I'm going to read the context. His feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in chains of iron. His, his soul entered into the iron. Verse 19. Until his word to his cruel brothers came true. And until the word of the Lord did what? Out loud. Tried and you're not going to get out of it. Until the word that God put in you can test you. And you said, Pastor, I went back to doing what I used to do before. I'm so ashamed. Let me tell you something. And God knew you would do it. In a lot of seasons when testing goes through, you think you failed the test because you did something wrong. That wasn't, the test wasn't whether or not you did something right. Sometimes you don't even know what the test was about. Do you know most of the time an open book test is not about the right answer? If, if an open book test is about the right answer, why open the book? The open book test was about, can you find the right answer in the book? Sometimes we miss what the test is about. And many times what in your situation is, God knew that this thing will come on you. And he said, well, Lord, you said you won't put more on me that I can bear. But what you didn't factor in was a part of your entire dealing with this trial was could you recover after this thing knocked you square on your backside? Can you find the Lord in this? Watch this now. Can you see how Totally messed up you are, but how wonderful he is. Can, can, are you seeing why you need him as a savior? Do you see the value of the relationship? That's what the test was about, to change the way you see him, not the way you see you. Because where you're going next is not about how you see you, it's how you see him. And God help you, there are going to be times where there are no lights on, but you will, there will be a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk you in it, and you will trust when other people telling you to run. So, God used the painful experiences of Joseph's life as a tool to shape him into the person he was become. God used his situation to make him the person that he dreamed he would be. How many of you have dreams about becoming something where you... Yeah, but God is using what you're going through to make you that person. You, let me tell you something right now. You're either a fighter or a runner. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm speaking to you as a father, as a man that has walked through hell. I'm talking to you as a person that found myself wondering what in the world just happened. And I'm going to tell you how you do it. You gather yourself, you look at what was, and you start praying prayers. I'm about to let you into my world. You, I stood before God when he told me what he would do, and I said, revive your work in the midst of his years. Here's what I said, that's about the church. Here's what I said about me. I said, that will perfect that. 
with concern with me. O Lord, thy mercy endureth forever. Forsake not the work of thine own hands. Being confident of this very thing, that he that began a good work in me will perform until the day of Christ. And you stand your ground and you humble yourself and you go back to doing what must be done and let folk talk and let them say what they're going to say and you tell them, go to, well, no, you tell them, you tell them, you tell them them that I know who my God is and he ain't you. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Let's go! Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Hart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift. To the number 46786 and daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story featuring the lead single It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Now, eventually what's going to happen in your life is that God is going to bring you into the place that he promised. And you're going to be a different person. You're going to think differently, you're going to look differently, you're going to feel differently. And at that point in your life, you're going to appreciate what you went through. When you're going through it, it hurts. Everybody say it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. It's, if you don't cry, you just, you just can't cry no more. You ever been to the place where you cry so much that you just can't cry? You want to, but it won't come out. God is, and you're like, the Lord has, maybe I did something wrong. Stop thinking that God blesses you because you do things right. Do you understand that the Bible says concerning, and this is so deep, I don't want to even teach this tonight. This is my own personal study, but I'm going to share something with you. The Bible says, when talking about the Old, the, the, the Old Testament, the Bible calls the Old Testament Mount Sinai, calls the New Testament Mount Zion. You've come to Mount Zion, not to Mount Sinai, the city of the living God. You can't get your mountains mixed up. Because the Bible says whoever touches Mount Sinai, the the edict that God put out was if you touch Mount Sinai, you die. Even an animal touch it. Any human animal touch it, they're going to die. So what happens to us is that God calls us to Mount Zion, but things progress differently in Mount Zion than they do in Mount Sinai. Because in Mount Sinai, I can measure by my doing what I'm going to get. Because in Mount Sinai, everything is about me performing for God. But in Mount Zion, everything is about God performing for me. Everything that is, is one way in Mount Sinai is a, a complete opposite way in Mount Zion. 
And what keeps happening to us is whenever our life gets in a crunch, we run back to Mount Sinai trying to do. And says, if you touch Mount Sinai, you're going to die. So death starts coming into your life because you're messing around trying to work for yours. And God says in, in, in Mount Zion, in, under the new covenant, you don't work for nothing. You accept what's done for you. God does it for you. You receive it. You got it? And it's, it's after years of receiving from God. Watch this. After years of right believing, right behaving just overtakes you. It's not even, you know what's funny about it? It's not even that you try. You just start growing out of junk. I'm going to share this with you. It's, it's interesting. You know, uh, um, uh, I used to, I used to, well, I'm from the Virgin Islands, and so I love seafood. Seafood. I don't, I'm a, I'm a seafood connoisseur. I was, I would go to a, like a Red Lobster had okay food. That's, I mean, I'm not hating on Red Lobster. Red Lobster, I'm not hating on you, but I'm saying. I like to go to places where when, when the lobster comes out, you can smell a certain way. I can always tell when it's old or, you know, because I'm from the islands. I ate all, we got seafood conks. I mean, we got wilks. We got, we got seafood you never even heard about, shellfish and stuff. But one day I woke up and I said, you know what? I'm not eating that no more. It really didn't have any nutritional value, you know. And I was like, I decided I had enough of it. So what, I, what was interesting is I would go to restaurants Every once in a while, and they bring out like some Alaskan snow crab. And I smell it. And I look over at it. And I see the, sit the butter beside it and the big plate of snow crab. And now my mind understands that you can get into that crab leg and pull that little bit out. And when you baptize it in the butter, glory to God. Tongue starts, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you, 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 and you don't just put it, you, know, you, you let it dangle a little bit. And you slowly drop it in your mouth and you savor. The lobster, you take that lobster tail, you split it open, just get your fork and just get it in some butter, stir it around. Getting hungry yet? Yeah. And so watch this. So, so watch this. I'm not going to eat it, but I understand it. Its presence used to make me uncomfortable. But it had no power over me. It's the same way it works in the kingdom. One day, he said, Pastor, I'm just this sin. Just One day, you're going to lose your taste for that sin. You know why? You're going to get so full of God and so full of grace, so, so full of the mercy and the righteousness of the Lord. And here's the thing. And, and, and it will, you say, will it just go away? No, the presence will always be there. You're going to still know that if you take that crab leg and dip it in that butter, it, it take, you will still know what it does. Its presence will be there, but it has no power over you. Is that okay? Now, we, 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 let's do this real quickly. So, so I want us to go to one more scripture, to Genesis chapter 50. Matter of fact, probably got two more. Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. I want, I want to um, take you through this. Because... Something happened to Joseph that we have got to learn. Now, everybody listen. I want, to, I, want to, I want you to hear this. Why didn't Joseph in Potiphar's house display any residual effect or symptoms of the trauma he just went through? No one could look at him and tell he was abused by his brothers. He didn't have battered brother syndrome. I wonder why. I'm going to show you something. Go back, to verse, go back to verse 19, maybe. Verse 18. Okay. Joseph's father was about to die. And his brothers, they're still in cahoots. I mean, they're still like a gang. 
So they're saying, man, when dad dies, he's going to get us, man, because, you know, he's the prime minister of Egypt. He's like the second most powerful man in the world. What are we going to do? And they plot and they said, let's go to him. Let's throw ourselves at his feet for mercy. His brothers came and threw themselves down before Joseph. Look, we are your slaves, they said. Look at 19. But Joseph replied, don't be afraid of me. Now, I want to show you something. He said, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I could punish you? Don't change it yet. Hold it right there. Give me King James for a minute. He said, fear not, for am I in the place of God? Now, I want to show you this is interesting. Joseph realized that what they did to him, he had no right to be vengeful about. He had no right to, to try to do anything against them. His thing is like, man, if anyone will deal with you, God going to deal with you. But me, I'm not messing up my life with you. And some of us, this is what happened. When they wronged you... They they didn't mess you up when they wronged you. Where you got messed up is when you try to wrong them back. See, you you were good. Because God don't judge you for what folk do to you. He judged judged them for what they do to you. And what you do wrong is they do you wrong. And instead of staying on your high road. Because the high road always leads to God. It always, it always takes you to a better place. But here you are. You want to stop it. You want to, I'm going to make them pay. And I'm going to ruin them. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, when you start digging pits, when you start rolling stones, the stone you roll will come back on you. The pit you dig, you're going to fall in it. Be careful of building gallows to hang people on. Because the, story, the, the scripture indicated everyone in scripture that built a gallows for someone else, they hung themselves on it. You got it? This is critical. Because they hurt, because they wronged you. Listen, you could be hurt but not damaged. And right now, that's your condition. You're hurt, but you're not damaged. They have done you no damage. What they, have, they have done no more to you than God wanted to happen. It's playing right into God's hands. You know what God is doing? Watch this. This is going to help you. Everybody look at me for a minute. God is actually, he's, he got a hold of your standing in heaven and your status on earth, and he's pulling them together. And it hurts because what's, this, what's happening is that God is changing you into the person that he always saw you to be. Watch this. So Joseph said unto him, fear not, for I am in in the place of God. Look at verse 20. (laughs) I love this. Give me a minute. I'm not a dancer, so I don't shout, but I'm a laugh, I'm a runner, I'm a jumper, so I'm going to take off. This blesses me. Look at this. He said, but as for you, you thought evil against me. But while you were thinking, God was meaning. God meant it unto What? Good. Now I'm going to show you something. Give me a New Living Translation. I love the way it says this. It says, you intended to harm me, but God intended all for what? Good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Now let me show you something. Give me, give me King James again. Give me King James. King James again. He said, as for you, you thought evil against me. They, they were planning. The word thought in the Hebrew is a word that means to plan. They worked it out to detail. They knew exactly what they were doing. Talking about word to the wise. No, word to the unwise. Watch this. Watch this. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They knew exactly what they were doing. But the thing is, that has nothing to do with you. Your God is with you, and no one could do anything to you beyond what he already said that can happen. What, where we get in trouble, let me tell you where you get in trouble, is when God says, okay, they hurt you, but you're not damaged, and then you start going after them. Now God is like, what are you doing? Watch this, you're messing up the plan. If they sell you to Egypt, go to Egypt. 
their selling is my sending. And I promise you this, they're going to see you again, but you're going to be their little baby brother wearing a, wearing a, 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 a coat of many colors. But you're going to be in this time. They're going to have to bow to this and say, you know what? Have mercy on us. That's, and you say, Pastor, you know, that sounds good. It, it never happened to me because you keep trying to get revenge. Here's what God says about revenge in, in Romans 12, 19, around that area. He says, leave place for wrath. You know what he means? Get the heck out the way. So leave that place. You, you sanctify it. Consecrate that thing to God. I said, God, this ain't even my business. Do I say, I don't hurt? I'm not hurt? No, I said, Lord, that thing hurt. But don't just stop there. Say, I'm hurt, but I'm not damaged. Come on, say, say, I'm hurt, but I'm not damaged. Yeah, you're not damaged. You need to learn to discern between a stabbing and an incision. To, to do a surgery, God has to cut you open, something, go in and... You want stabbed? The doctor, the, the surgeon didn't stab you, dear heart. He's trained in that. Okay, now watch this. But I love this. It says, but as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. Watch this. Read, read with me. Ready? To bring to pass, as it is this day. Let me get a musician. So here's the thing. So Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane. And this is interesting because the first time he goes to pray and he prays, he says, Father, if there is any other way. He's, as a matter of fact, he says something like this. He said, you can do all things. In other words, I watch you fling this universe into existence. You not listen. And scientists still trying to figure out the science of what God did just with a word. Jesus, Jesus is saying, if you want to, you got to do this very same thing a different way. He said, nevertheless, not what I want. Let what you want play out. He got up from the place of prayer. He went back, and as he walked away, he felt the pain of it again. What was going to happen, he was going to be separated from God as he carried our sins. He go back a second time. He prayed the same kind of way. The third time, he prayed till great drops of blood came, and then he got a release, and he said, okay, I'm good. Okay, let's do it. And the angels came, the Bible says, they ministered to him. What's interesting, he goes to his disciples, he said, come on, let's go, let's take our journey. When he walks out of Gethsemane to the mouth of Gethsemane, here comes Judas with the guards. And Jesus, they said, we seek, Jesus said, whom seek you? Jesus of Nazareth, he said, I am he. They fell back. He could have left them there and walked off, but he said, no, he waited. Help him up. Why? Because we got to go through this thing. We got to, I can't leave. And when Jesus stood before, before um, Pilate, everybody talking about he didn't say a mumbling word. But you know why he didn't say a mumbling word? Because the Bible says there was a point, there was one time when the temple guards came to arrest Jesus. And when he was preaching, the guards stood there and they just stayed in church. The, the, the Pharisees were like, they've been going a long time. Church dismissed, they came back without him. They said, where's, where's Jesus? We forgot. They said, never a man spake like this. They went to arrest him and forgot why they went. Because the, the Bible says the grace that came out of his mouth blessed them. And Jesus knew, had he started ministering to Pilate, not only a Pilate had let him go, Pilate and Jesus would have skipped out the back door. Pilate was like, I'll get you out of here. So he didn't say a word. He closed his mouth because Pilate had to sentence him. Because you know why? The, the Via del Rosa that led to Golgotha's Hill, the purpose, they thought it for evil against him, but God meant it for our good. To bring to pass as it, as it is, everybody say this day. 
to save much people alive. And by him going through his process and going through his pain, just like Joseph, Joseph is a type of Jesus. He saved us alive as we are this day. What you're going through in your hurt, choose to let it go. So do this with me. Do this with me. You know, we, we, we hold people. If I had a different father, if I had a different mother, if my children loved me better, if, if, I, if my maid, if this, if that, if we say all these things. But the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, your main relationship is with God. It's with God. And he has you. I love Isaiah 4, 41 and 10. Fear not, I'm with you. Be not dismayed, I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. In other words, nothing's going to happen to you that's not supposed to happen to you. So take your hand and put it over your heart tonight. In Luke 4 and 18, the Bible says that Jesus, one of the things that Jesus came to do, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he's anointed me. And one of the things he said was, he's anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. One scripture says, I think Psalm 147, he healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up all their wounds. Say with me, Father, thank you that you heal my hurt. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Heart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram at Pastor Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.